Greetings, fans. Welcome to another edition of Shy Lounge. I am your host, Shinblade. Come on in, relax, take your shoes off, get a little grub, get a little drink, get a little puff, whatever you think. Oh, man, it's been a crazy weekend, and I apologize to everybody who uh, is getting this episode a bit late because there's a, there's a bit of a chain of events that happened over the past couple of days. First off, uh, congratulations to the Denver Broncos for being the 2015-2016 NFL Super Bowl champions. That was a uh, hard-fought game by them. Um, I was going for the Carolina Panthers. Apparently, I lost. So, you know, you can't win them all. But major, major uh, shout-out to uh, Cam Newton because he held his head on high uh, despite what the media said about him. And I'm going to be strong for saying it for him. But... He's made more of a fan out of me more than he ever has in the past. Because a lot of times, uh, you know, the, if anybody watched the Super Bowl, the media just played him like this bad quarterback who apparently is black. but And also they played Peyton Manning as the uh, veteran, the aging veteran quarterback, which that part was bad too. But, you know, uh, that's the media for you. He, he was grateful to be in the game. Uh, despite what anybody says. But, uh, hey, if the Panthers want it, can be passing the torch. Mm. Excuse me. Also, last week, uh, I taped this episode a little early, and I also wanted to send my uh, send my support to one of my favorite uh, superstars of all time. Uh, he's a legend now, who is uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer, the good news that uh, occurred after he made this announcement on social media that he caught it in the very, very early stages. So apparently, uh, as of this uh, recording, hopefully he's got it removed and he can uh, move on with his life, uh, live happy, live healthy, live positive. But we all supported him. And uh, I know it was a tough time in the Hart family because also his older brother, Smith Hart, uh, has uh, I think he has a bone cancer in his hip. Uh, so we, we actually wish the Hart, or should I say I wish the Hart family well as far as their health and uh, positivity. Also, um, it was a bit of a sad news that happened over uh, Monday night, which uh, it, it affected us all as wrestling uh, fans because um, – on Monday afternoon, uh, WWE superstar uh, Brian Danielson, better known as Daniel Bryan in the WWE, announced his retirement from from uh, being an active competitor due to uh, CTE and head trauma issues. Which which is uh, it's not great, but it's a it's a uh, was it a value I would say a valuable excuse, or should I just say a good piece of reasoning in order to uh retire because he he's looking out for his future he's looking out for his family that he wants to begin with his wife uh brie bella so it was very hard on us that we had to uh sit back and endure that uh sharp pain in our side because if people don't know daniel bryan was a wrestler's wrestler and also he was undersized as far as the average wrestler was concerned so he paved the way for a lot of us and you know he gave us uh great underdog stories for some of the wrestlers that uh, i know some of the wrestlers that you know that think they couldn't make it in the business but apparently they got to where they are because of him 
So he led a nation of underdogs to uh, to succeed, and you know he inspired that, which is one of the greatest gifts that he ever can give. Uh, hopefully, one day he can listen to this podcast and hear this. But you know, a man can only dream. So, with a uh, heavy heart for, to a heavier heart, I say, well, uh, Brian Danielson, we we wish you well in the futures. Hopefully. WWE bring you back on television to have a speaking role or um, or, or whatever it is because you, you're one of the greatest and the fans will really, really miss you uh, with tears in their eyes and uh, uh, broken hearts, as I can say. But, you know, on, on to that subject, uh, I'm going to give a little personal opinion about uh, Brian Danielson. Not, not as a... Uh, something against him, but something that was working against him uh, that we all thought that that the whole retirement was a work. And I, I didn't think it was a work when, when you talk about head trauma, especially with his uh, neck surgery that he had in 2014 and his abrupt uh, halt from active uh, competition in 2015. You know, I, I'm not saying that I know everything, but I, I kind of know when things are coming to an end when you're having the same problems with the same body parts so um, you know it, it just kind of a tell when, when uh, you keep constantly having those problems um, a lot of people wanted Daniel Bryan to come back to uh, wrestling which um, I was a bit of against because of his uh, work style you know, he does a drop kick in the corner that I always cringe on ever since his neck surgery that he lands on his shoulders and neck and does a roll. And the thing that people don't know is that when it comes to necks and uh, and brains and CTE, it's very, very delicate. And, you know, not everybody can wrestle um, due to that cause. You know, a lot of people can jump up and do cross bodies, drop kicks, uh, a lot of moves that can uh, get the crowd going and get it, uh, you know, try try to make, uh, you know, make things interesting in the ring, even though in my personal taste, I like technical wrestling, which is a lot of holes and submissions, which a lot of people don't find uh, fascinating. I, I have a group of people that I know and, you know, that finds that stuff fascinating. But with him, I, I just felt that, uh, he he really shouldn't, even though he had a lot, he had a big heart to come back. And for for me, that that speaks volumes of uh, of a person's uh, determination. Because I'm always about determination. Anybody tells uh, somebody that they can't do something without it being a fact or an opinion, I, you know, I always push myself to the point where I can. I can go ahead and uh, overcome that. You know, I don't care what somebody says. I, I I strive to overcome. And if I ever tell somebody like that, I like to be proven wrong most of the time. You know, if somebody can't do something or they're not, uh, what I see is a, a person who can uh, overcome the obstacle to become the best person they can be at whatever they do. I, I like to be proven wrong. I'm, I, I beg for that, you know nothing wrong with begging on that end but you know personally i'm going to address the iwc um the whiner controlling bitchy part of the iwc um really get over yourselves i mean 
when it comes to brain and neck and you know whatever body part that the person's having uh, trouble with, you, you got to come to terms with yourself. I mean, these are the same people, and this is really negative. These are the same people who booed uh, WWE back in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Royal Rumble 2014 because Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Royal Rumble. And the whole story with him is that he he came off of a concussion. And, and if anybody knows the Royal Rumble matchup, that's a lot of bodies in the ring. And merely, uh, God forbid, it, it can be a match where almost anything can go wrong. Anything and everything can happen in, in the ring. And when they booed him like that, I just said, you guys really, really don't get it. You know, concussion cases, you need to take it easy, work on a reduced schedule, make sure that you don't uh, damage yourself. And, you know, because in the long term, you know, you don't want to be that guy that's in a wheelchair and said you did it all and had it all, but you have nothing to show for it. Uh, not even in a monetary sense, because all your money is going to your bills. I mean, there's wrestlers that's out there like that, which... Uh, which we sympathize or some people feel sorry for don't or some people don't even care um you know if you ever seen that 2009 movie the wrestler when he uh when mickey Rourke's character uh randy goes into the uh vfw hall and sees the wrestlers in wheelchairs and crutches and canes it's a very depressing sight to see and some of our favorite wrestlers are like that you know they some of them uh they don't they, they don't want to leave the ring and they have to be carted out the ring and that's a large tragedy in its own and and honestly in in today's uh technology and knowledge that we have i i never want to see anybody like that i don't even want to see anybody die in the ring and and i i think i have ones i can't say um don't fact check me there um but i seen gruesome injuries to the point where uh you got to lock the kids away or tuck the kids away and explain to them in some matter uh, why this or that happened. So, um, Brian Danielson, we wish you well. It was very, very heartfelt seeing the uh, the uh, retirement speech that he had to make and his wife coming out. And to a lot of my, my friends and your friends, it was not a dry eye in the house, uh, in people's houses or in the arena in Washington, which was great for him to give that speech uh, in due time. And it, it was just so memorable. I mean, I remember when uh, 2011, when Edge retired, I was so much in shock because I'm thinking that I would have another two years seeing him on there. He's one of my favorite wrestlers uh, of all time. So, like I said, with positivity, wish him well. Hopefully, I will see him in the future. Hopefully, I can get him on Shy Lounge. Which, that is a tall tree to climb, um, you know, but, hey, man can only dream. But anyway, I, um, I'm here in the atmosphere. Um, I got the incense. I got the uh, candles on. Because this week is a very, very special theme. And it's the theme of love. And relationships. Um Many people know that in the entertainment industry and in wrestling, there's always couples uh, between, you know, two performers, maybe three, depending on uh, how your freak flag flies. And, you know, from from talking about Brian Danielson having a family with his wife, Brie Bella, our, uh, this episode's guest is the Neon Blondes. Um, really, this, this episode was going to be, this interview was going to be about the Neon Ninja facade. 
But I had his uh, manager slash valet, Danny Moe, when, when we conducted this interview, and we talked we talked about the uh, the time that they met, and you know what what got them what what in the universe pulled them together. You know, was it infatuation? Was it uh, just bumping into each other? Was it? Uh, I I don't know. I mean. There's a lot of situations where couples get together that we all know of. I mean, we all been in relationships, right? Anyone? Me, I, I know. I bump into people. I, uh, you know, conversations, uh, whatever have you. Some people do online. Some people do Tinder. Some people do uh, Grinder. Not. Uh, don't judge them. Judging? No, just kidding. So. It, it, it was a great interview that we had. First, I talked about Facade about his career and his love of Surge and uh, being colorful and being positive for the kids. And quite honestly, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, indie wrestlers, period. I wish him well. I want him to see him succeed. I want to see everything that he does uh, come to light because he's he just so very talented. And, you know... Um, when you see talent like that, you wish him all the best. You don't you don't want to uh, see him fail. So I'm a big supporter for him. Uh, you know, honestly, I I met him uh, about a year ago, and I conducted an interview, which is on the uh, YouTube page of Under the Mat Radio. It's gonna be on it's gonna be on uh, my page on Facebook.com/slash/shin.blade.808. It's gonna be up there. Uh, check it out. If not, go to Under the Mat Radio's uh, YouTube page. Uh, let Shinblade or Under the Mat Radio know what you think. Uh, one of my sensational interviews, and we just talked about a lot. And the funny thing about Facade is, is that his theme song is the Vanilla Ice uh, Ninja Turtle song that was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which, uh, you know, it's not one of my favorite songs, but it is really, really infectious. Uh, go ninja, go ninja, go ninja, t- ninja. Ha, you know, I I don't want to mess up the song. I wish I could play that song as far as the uh, song for this episode, but as I just said, it's by Vanilla Ice. I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get the YouTube uh, link to get banned from any country or uh, or anything of that nature because I want anybody and everybody to listen. And hey. If you're listening to the show and you like what you hear from the show, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell one. Tell two. Tell three. Tell four. Tell five. Tell your whole family. Tell the kids. Tell the wife. Anybody. And they can uh, get into it too. Subscribe to me on SoundCloud under Shinblade, S-H-I-N-B-L-A-D-E, or Shy Lounge, S-H-I, capital L-O-U-N-G-E. And again, this is another episode where I cannot spell because my mouth is so dry. Why? I keep doing this to myself. But you know what? Uh, I, I I will I will get a drink sponsor up here. I got to get a drink in order to uh, drink and and have a sponsor. But I have my sensational tea. I'm gonna get it while the interview's playing. So you know, quench the thirst. But I do have snacks from one of my favorite, which is Graze.com. One of the most healthiest snacks that I ever had. Graze.com. You go on Graze.com, order yourself a box of snacks, two boxes of snacks, whatever have you. Or you can give to somebody. 
But what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to give you a code in order for you to have your first and fifth box free. So what you do is you go to greens.com, enter the code SYLVAN4ZB. That is SYLVAN4ZB. Tell us what you like and tell us where you are. That's what they say. Fill out the survey and fill out the snacks that you're not allergic to, what you like to get, what you don't like to get. And just order on graze.com. And let them know that Shinblade sent you. Maybe maybe so. I can get me a promo code where I can get your free boxes. You get a box. You get a box. You get a box. Okay. Well, that's enough of that. But also, I got another sponsor, which is not sponsored, by uh, Paired. It's like a speed dating service that uh, that's just started up. You know, they asked uh, Shinblade, the sensational one for speed dating. I don't know. Maybe maybe I should go for it. You know, it's just like that movie, 40-Year-Old Virgin. But then again, they just started up with a uh, speed dating site. If anybody's interested for speed dating, go to www.paireddating.com. That is www.paireddating.com. Tell them Shinblade sent you. Maybe you, uh, they'll... They'll do a meet and greet at a town near you or a city near you. Hey, maybe you can get that future spouse. A little bunch of crown round. No? Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to get me something to drink uh, to clear my throat. Uh-huh, uh-huh 90s uh, reference. And enjoy the interview with Facade the Neon Ninja and his valet, Danny Mo. Enjoy. Just picking this up here. Uh, now, now I'm on. So check, check one, two. Microphone check one, two. What is this? You got something to say too? The, the, the Danny Mo? Is, is that how you say it? Danny Mo napping on the table like a little kid that ate too much <laughs> without even eating. Well, I'm here with Neon Ninja Facade. Um, just finished doing the LCW show, man. Formerly. Lancaster Championship Wrestling. Star Wars Christmas. Uh, don't, don't get sued by the big conglomerate Disney. How do you get sued for saying Star Wars? Oh man, they'll find you. I mean, I'm a Marvel guy. find you. <laughs> I'm a Marvel guy and, you know, they, I mean, I can say Marvel all day, but I know they're going to be hunting for you as soon as you give out spoilers to their movies. You can't. Give a red dot to that forehead. <laughs> So, um, also to let you know, if, if you hear noise on this recording, we're at the York Place in Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania. All these rapscallion wrestlers hooting and hollering and heaving and hoeing. Yeah, I don't like these wrestlers at all. Uh, just, I don't even know how the Neon Ninja would do for backwards wrestlers. You know, I think he's too funky. I've wrestled a lot in West Virginia. I've done a lot of work in uh, North Carolina some Tennessee here and there and you know it's a shock to the system when they first see me you know what I mean they think I'm uh, Jeff Hardy wannabe Raven wannabe some freaky rocker or something like that and then they see me in the ring and they're like okay okay I see you are you but, serious uh, Raven yeah He's Raven so had the, Raven had those like raids at one point I think it was maybe WWE-ish time yeah but he's so dark you're so light <laughs> look man I can't what they do behind closed doors is a little bit like 
uh, trying to ration it out what they see me as. So, you know, you can't put two and two together and, and try to make four. I can't see you sitting in the corner talking about what was me and what about me, what about Raven, and quote the Raven nevermore. I mean, you're just so hyped and the kids love you. Trying to stay hype before the hype, man. <laughs> well, you got Surge drinks. Uh, you do uh, artwork and just, just all around good guys. Yeah, I try to I try to maintain a positive mental attitude. You know, uh, enjoy a surge toast now and then. Um, most of the time in the ring with some good friends. How did you bring Surge back? Man, it's been it, the the story of the whole surge thing is about October of 2014. Um, surge came back on the market a little bit before that. And uh, I had a match with Matt Seidel. Um, first, yeah, awesome dude, awesome dude. And uh, it was the uh, first time we had ever wrestled together. And um, I asked him, you know, if we have a good match here, do you mind having a little surge toast at the end of this match? He's like, sure, dude. And, that's, uh, that's Matt Seidel, too. And, like, uh, <laughs> you know, we've crossed paths before, so, you know, we're real friendly with each other. So he was down for it, and uh, sure enough, that was one of the most fun I've ever had in a match because not only was he like super excited for every little thing that we were um, hoping to get accomplished but uh, you know the match turned out great as well and so we did we had that search toast and um, at the time you could only order it online um, through Amazon and not even Amazon Amazon Prime because you know they Good got people. the Monopoly game going but you know I'm a subscriber I'll pay that money I'll get that two day shipping I'll get that Prime pantry <laughs> Even though they renewed my uh, Amazon Prime like three days before Christmas and took $100 out of my account that I wasn't ready for. Yeah. I digress. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that was a hurt piece. But uh, so then um, a couple of, that was the first time I had had Surge in about, what was it, four or five years since it uh, was taken off the shelves. And it was uh, pretty pretty insane. I think I was in high school or graduated high school. Because I graduated 2001, and I remember Surge being in there, and I remember WCW had it, and they next you know it was off the shelves. Yeah. Like, they, they, they went off the shelves after they closed up. Yep. I used to drink that, like, more than Mountain Dew, because I hated Mountain Dew. Me too. I was, uh, I, I liked Mountain Dew, but then Surge came out, it was curtains. The commercials, the ad campaign for Surge was bonkers. If you ever seen it, yes. Google some of the ad campaigns for Surge where they're talking about feed the rush and like uh, like just completely being bombarded with Surge and caffeine and um, as a kid I used to drink Surge so much um, I drank Surge one day after a long day of skateboarding a little neon ninja riding a skateboard and I passed out I went into like sugar shock <laughs> and I fell and I just laid there on my Graham's kitchen floor and my mom asked me if I was on drugs. I was 13 years old, and yeah. my mom asked me on drugs because I, like, passed out, and then I ate a muffin like a fiend, like, that never ate any food before because I was just so hungry and, like, depleted, and my body just, like, freaked out, freaked the hell out. So, but anyway, um, the whole thing with the surge, I, I haven't had it in about five years at least, to say the least, and, um, you know, that's the first time I had it. And so a couple of times here and there I had... Um, 
I searched. I had one in December of that year because I had a match with this guy from Pittsburgh. It was a ladder match, and I'm a little bit. Um, a lot of people know me for doing ladder matches and you know, kind of hardcore extreme rules type stuff. That's so, how I met you. Was a uh, a full money in the bank match at uh, now defunct UWE. Yeah, that was an insane match too. Bunch of guys, bunch of bodies, and a lot of people for me to you know flip, jump, dive, and all that kind of crazy Wait, stuff. What is this dodgeball? Yeah, dodgeball. <laughs> hey. Well, um, honestly, can I catch that match with you and Matt Seidel on YouTube? Um, yes, you can, actually. Okay. Uh, Remix Pro Wrestling, um, great company out of Marietta, Ohio. Okay. Um, long, long history with them. Been there since day one, and I'm actually one of their uh, main figures there. But uh, there, uh, that match with me and Matt Seidel is free online, along with a couple others. Me and uh, the first round, me and AJ Styles ever blocking up. Uh, myself and Chris Saban had a match there. It was really crazy. As the sun went down um, in the summer, it was outside, and literally the sun was setting and getting darker as the match progressed. And it was kind of scary and dangerous because the wind or the uh, moisture in the air was dropping. And so the, the canvas they have was a vinyl canvas, and the type of style wrestling I do is not conducive to a wet uh, floor, canvas, ropes, anything like that. Yeah. So it was uh, tricky icky. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I had, I had a, uh, back to the surge thing, I had the uh, surge this, the, I only had it maybe like six times like in my life since, since that first time, but I had one uh, for that place in Pittsburgh, um, which we actually won match of the year and feud of the year for that match. I tried to give this guy uh, my finisher, the driver that I do, um, pretty much Michinoku driver, through a ladder that was bridged between uh, guardrail and the apron. I tried to bust this metal ladder in half and killed both uh, my groin and his spine at the same time. And our food is coming, uh, you know, uh, in the YP area. You know, he wrestled a match earlier tonight. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. UFC uh, star. Yeah. Heck of a guy. But uh, this here would be mine and Danny Moe's Christmas dinner. We are celebrating Christmas here at your place. Yeah, and also, um, they, they know in the header of this show that it's going to be dated. So, this is Christmas Day. Uh, even though this is going to be released in January. Or whenever. Uh, yeah, Danny Moe's leaving us. She's, 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 got, she's got business to attend to. Maybe uh, oh, more napkins, sales. napkins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, well, we're in a secluded area. Yeah. So the whole napkin thing is is gone. We're but a, we're, we're holed up in a, in a secret lair of your place, conducting an interview, eating some uh, chicken tenders and chicken wings, getting our meat situation up. Our meat game is up. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, you know, you passed out in the kitchen from Surge, and you, you kind of stayed away from Surge. But what made it for you to have Surge as far as putting it with Neon Ninja and the merchandise and everything? Well, I feel a little bit of, uh... You almost, you almost, uh, pseudo-died. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it made me see the light. You know, I think it, it, it I had a come-to-Jesus moment there, if you will. Jeebus? <laughs> Jeebus, yeah. Yeah. And, um... You know, you, they, they, you know, in certain shows, you can't say Jesus. You know, even though this is my show, you know how some people get a problem when you say Jesus. 
I, I don't get it, though. But I'm a Jesus actually, lover. This is Jesus' birthday, and I'm praising him right now over some chicken wings. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to eat these chicken wings with all my teeth and all my hands. With Danny cuts and eats her uh, chicken tenders with a fork and knife. It's amazing. Hey, wait, wait. I, I, I eat chicken tenders with a fork and knife because I don't like getting things on my fingers. This is no no judgments here. I'm just making observations for the people at home without uh, visual stimuli. Now, anyway, this search yeah, thing. Yeah. So we're still talking about search. So uh, uh, I could t- I, I could go. I could go all day. But this this no, no problem. This podcast, this interview is going to be search based, pretty much telling the cool story of search. It's going to be not sponsored by Surge, even though I'm going to be drinking it Coca- when I do the uh, pre taste. Coca Cola. You know where to find me at One Facade on all the social gimmicks. And I know you guys know what gimmicks means. Come find me. Send me Surge. Yeah, I got to shoot a picture with a can, and I'm going to tag you in it. Or somehow, in order for them to get the uh, notice and everything. Hopefully, hopefully. But um, so you're, you're a skateboarder. You know, I gotta get back to surge a little bit. The, the big but, thing was the that that really put the surge on the map, and everybody was excited to see it. the The, the thing that really put it over um, was the following remix pro event was um, me and AJ Styles the rematch. That was the big one um, because he beat me once, and this time, you know. A little bit stronger, a little bit faster, a little bit wiser, and um, I had his number. But I, I was looking to have the surge celebration in a victory type stance, but as fate may have it, there were some nefarious antics involved on behalf of some other uh, fellows that I had some former business with in oh, Remix. So. They put their hands on Danny. They try to attack her. The young bucks come in, running for the save. Danny Moe showed the world that she actually has some wrestling moves and she has some some skills in the ring, shocking all of us. And uh, a super kick party ensued. Really? Followed by the Arashikage driver on these these henchmen, and followed by a surge party. So uh, on that day, me, Danny. And uh, we became honorary Bullet Club members as we celebrated with a giant surge party and a giant surge toast. And when I say surge toast, I, let me let me rephrase. Do you like Stone Cold Steve Austin? You, oh hell yeah! <laughs> so every time this has ever happened, we've had people shotgun these beers to us into the ring, slanging. Boom! Too sweet. Throwing them into the crowd, more. Boom! We went through like two chases that time. It was insane. And um, so that and uh, we were bringing uh, that. That really put it on the map because we were selling surge at that point. Um, Kansas surge, and you can find uh, the facade surge shirt at prowrestlingtees.com/facade. It has basically a surge logo, but it says facade, and uh, you know, kids love it. Grannies love it, and uh, it's an awesome thing. But well, it's actually transitioned into uh, international territory now to people that don't know about Surge because we've been making headway. The first time I was in Russia was last December, yes. and I took some over there and I introduced it to the boys there after uh, um, the, the first time a successful showing in Russia, which 
you know, um, I'm blessed to have such an opportunity. And um, so then I went back this following September, and they were asking, I already brought the surge, but they were asking, did you bring surge, bro? Did you bring surge? And I'm like, for sure I did. And they say it like that, it was like, did you bring surge? You, you, you bring search? The, the bro, the bro has to be on there too. Did you say you bring search, bro? You know. No, they close, but you know, they the, the bro. Oh, everybody bros. It's a it's a it's a thing. You mad, bro? Mexican wrestlers, Russian wrestlers, Canadian wrestlers. We all bro. We're all brothers. We all bro. So it's it's funny. But uh, so Saint Petersburg tasted the surge. Moscow's tasted the surge. Now we've been uh, clinking away in Canada. Uh, Coca-Cola, you don't sell Surge in Canada. What's up with that? So we've been bringing it to the people. Ottawa, London, Toronto. Everybody loves the Surge everywhere we go. So, oh man, I mean, it's a thing now. So uh, you have been everywhere, and and uh, also TSA hasn't stopped you for Surge. Um, they asked me what it was, and I just said it was energy drink, and they allowed it. It wasn't aerosol. No, no, no. That was the big thing. But see, the thing with TSA. They stopped me with my spray paint. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But since it wasn't open, and um, I had to take a smaller amount of uh, surge on the flight to Russia than I was able to carry anywhere. It was maybe like four or five, but you know what I mean? Like, last time we went uh, in Moscow, there's still plenty. We had one for me, one for Danny Moe, one for DJZ, and one for our three boys, the Russian guys, uh, Serge White. Ronnie Crimson and Anton Derbin, and we all had a big search party in Moscow, and it was a great time to have out. You know, DJ Z, um, his name, Vamp Paris, as a DJ, he inspired me to uh, use a bit of his music for this podcast, so, you know, right now, it serves as an intro music, and uh, if not, then I'll let people know about it. But he's a very cool dude. Um, I got to get part of the search party. Maybe LCW will let me have it. Uh, as far as uh, you know, actually coming to the ring and having that party when you kick out, when you kick out a win one day. One day. But I will say this though, your search party is going to turn into the. Uh, it's it's kind of like parallel to the Juggalos with uh, with Fago. It's funny you should say that as well because on top of you know obviously growing up watching wrestling with Stone Cold, you know, uh, swinging search for the working man. Um, Shout out to the podcast. <laughs> so, I actually um, grew up listening to ICP in high school, going to ICP shows, um, going to the Gathering of the Juggalos, stuff like that. So, that was all a, a thing, and I actually mentioned it to her one of these days when we were on the road. I'm like, it's funny how much, you know, literally I'm reliving my childhood now, not only with the surge. Vicariously, um, the Fago Armageddon with making it rain this surge on all of the fans worldwide, I guess, now at this point. Yeah, because uh, honestly, you know, you just name drive countries. And for a guy who, for a guy who's in the indie wrestling scene, you're, you're heard all over the world, but to the average quote-unquote viewer or fan, you're not heard into the Connecticut wrestling known as WWE. But I think your career has done so much. You have so much freedom to do what you do with the with the series. I know with WWE, you got to get licensing, or you probably got to tape your cans up. Uh, <laughs> not you, Danny. You had to tape your cans up and uh, be throwing the ring. Yeah, and be like, 
facade, facade energy drinks or whatever you want to call it. Well, back in the day, if you remember, Surge was also uh, sponsored by WWE because I had there was some kind of uh, advertisement or something I had that had actually X Pac on there too. Um, I thought that was WCW. No, that wasn't Surge. That was uh, another energy drink, and he would come out in these big green cans. Because I, I used to YJ drink Stinger those. Then? No, it wasn't YJ Stinger. It was this German name of a company, and it would come out with energy drinks. The tall, the really, really tall ones were uh, they weren't carbonated, and the small ones were, and it was supposed to give you energy. And I had it in college, wow. so I remember. Uh, my, my friends in high school and college, which is not far from each other, whenever I came out with the with the, uh, with the cans, they would they would do the X Pop music like Let's Not X Pop Doom. So I would have that, and uh, that was it. But I, I don't think that was Surge. I know WCW did, and as I said before, when uh, WCW uh, I saw that and even when WCW uh, closed their doors, I didn't see Surge anymore. In WCW, yeah, that's. Uh, Funny how the way the world works, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, w, it even made an appearance in uh, WCW Mayhem, the video game. So Surge has even been in the video game. Yeah, that was better than Backstage Assault by uh, EA Sports, which we really don't talk about. Yeah, because THQ went to WWE, WWF at the time, and that's when they, t- uh, they sold them out. Oh my goodness, No Mercy. It's been 15, about 15, 14 years, and No Mercy is still played. I just four by everybody. Fun fact: I just got for Christmas from Danny Mo WCW versus NWO World Tour. I have that at home. Yeah, I I like that game. And then when Revenge came up, it just took hold. The timeline for you fans, if you don't know, WCW versus the World. That was the first, and you could tell it was. Wait, the wait, first. wait, wait! What's, that's the PlayStation the one, right? No, it's sixty-four. No, no, WCW versus the World was PlayStation. WCW versus NWO World Tour yeah, was N64. Yeah, was then you go to Revenge, which had more fans. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 2000, which was okay. Then No Mercy, which is lauded by everybody. Cool yeah. And then after that, they dropped the engine and nobody really played the games anymore. And then everybody just pretty much is like, nowadays, thankfully, we're all so hyper tech savvy that we have people that have hacked and modded the system where we can still do everything we want and more. But, you know, it's still fun to play on the OG system and control. You know, you know it's still funny that um, it's December now. I still haven't got WWE 2K16. Also got that from Danny Mo for Christmas. She uh, takes care of me very well. My little uh, Santa's little helper over here. She's so awesome, man. I'm, she I'm, is. I'm very jealous of her. She the boss. Yeah, but also... I still go back and play that, you know? I actually dug up... Um, before I got that, I was playing... Um, my PlayStation 3 It's backwards compatible with PlayStation 1 games now, so I dug up WWE. So mine. Yeah, WWF Attitude. I was playing that, and I'm like, oh, man, I forgot how good and bad this was. Because controls are broken, but it's still... Your claim sucks. Uh-huh. It, it did, and so I think it went out of business, and that's when the THQ took over. Because they didn't have fingers. They just had arms. and <laughs> they had paws. Paws and everything. <laughs> but um, honestly, I want to ask you, because I never asked you before, but your start. Like, how did you know you wanted to be a wrestler? Because you were a skateboard kid. I guess you were an artist before you got into wrestling. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, 
Well, it would inspire you, like, just make you want to go. Um, I always thought I was a ninja, and I always thought I could do, like, ninja-type things, and I like to do tricks. So, uh, it kind of was, uh, it was more, uh, you know, an art form of my body, you know, doing tricks on a skateboard and, like, popping my friends, popping people, like, look what I can do, kind of thing. And it's kind of like that on a grander scale. I mean, I watched wrestling growing up, um... Some of my first memories are like Hogan and Warrior. My favorite, one of my favorite matches, but I cried, man. It Hogan lost. I, I love Warrior. You did? Yeah, Hogan, Hogan won. Oh, or Hogan Warrior. lost, and uh, I love Warrior and Hogan, but I was a Hulk Hogan guy all the time. I was a Warrior guy because he was so colorful. Yeah, well, I mean, me too. But uh, Hulk spoke to me, man. And I used to watch wrestling with my dad when I was a kid, and. Uh, he passed away, and wrestling was the kind of thing that kind of kept me close to him. So, when did you, when did you find wrestling? Uh, when I was seven. Oh my god! Yeah, so like it was it was pretty young, and thankfully, like uh, one of his friends, one of his real close friends, uh, kind of took me under his wing, and he took me to uh, wrestling shows all the time uh, at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh. So um, you know, wrestling was still like heavily involved in my life, and then. You know, with the Attitude Era, stuff like that. Um, I was getting a little older, so uh, me and my friends, we had, uh, we did some backyard wrestling. I was actually in two different backyard leagues. <laughs> um, nothing too crazy that you would, uh, you know, if you'd see on, like, TV, people making fun of, like, you know, like juice and all this crazy stuff, but uh, yeah, I was one of those guys. I was doing, I was doing to jump off of the, the roof of someone's house or like doing like four fifties off of uh, sheds and stuff like that. Well, Mick Foley jumped off uh, was a two story or three uh, a two story with an attic house and and uh, fell into like a mattress or something. But it was so famed that it kind of resurged his career. A yeah. Bit. Dude, love. Him. And then, uh, like a year later, he got thrown off top of the hell of himself, which everybody knows about. In Pittsburgh. Yes, it was. And I was in Atlanta, Georgia when I saw that. And my jaw dropped because I'm like, you cannot possibly do that to a human being. Like, just throw him off there and think he can live. And I met off Mick the Foley. Top and then through the cell, it's a. Yeah, I met Mick Foley, and I'm just like, dude, you're like one of the most awesomest guys ever. You know, he's not the best looking in the business, not the most, but he's a very, very humble guy. And that's what makes this business great. You don't have to be the best looking, although sometimes people might think, make you think otherwise nowadays, but... A good looking guy talking to me, uh, saying you don't have to be the best looking in the business, that, that's got to say miles. I don't, I, don't, I don't consider myself, like, he means good looking, I'm a pretty gnarly looking dude if anybody's ever seen me, but as I, as I sit here eating chicken wings... Uh, Christmas dinner. Uh, anyway, with a Sif shirt or a Phantom Menace shirt? This would be Darth Maul, Darth on, the, Maul. on the shirt. It's a Japanese uh, Darth Maul uh, shirt. You know, gotta put that over. And then Sick. Kylo Ren jogging shorts, jogging pants, whatever. Oh, totally sifted out. Everybody's freaking out because I'm not wearing neon. Unlike that guy who's wearing a neon uh, shirt, like he's been in the gym. All day and hanging out in the bar, but you know, no judgments here. And shout out to Danny Moses wearing Zuba's pants, uh, the '90s thing. Zuba's, that's, that's the thing, man. We live in the '90s. We're actually uh, uh, in a roundabout way sponsored by Zuba's, so we she just got us hooked up on that. We got like 24 pairs of Zuba's. Shout out to Zuba's Nation. Uh, we just got our, our shipment and our first shipment, and we got so hooked up that uh, 
man, I don't even know. We got all the neons. She got all the leggings. It's it's great. Well, great stuff. now you, you bring Danny Moe into the picture. I did want to have her make a shout out, but she's so reserved and everything. She's blushing Looking. more than bashful of uh, Disney Seven Doors. Giggles. Now I'm gonna ask this question. It's gonna make her giggle more. How did you two guys meet? Oh, this is a, come, come a little closer. Tell this story, all right? Come here. Don't. No, no, we got to get her. Danny, 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 Danny. We always got to get the woman to tell the story because it's like more of the truth. Yeah, you can extend it. You didn't have to tell it. No, you go ahead. Uh, let's see if I can extend this cord a little bit. Tell this, tell this fantastic story. This storybook story. Well. You're good, I can pick you up. Go ahead. I stalked this child for about a year. Oh, wait, wait, before you say anything, how many years ago was it? About two and a half now. Really? It'll be three years Okay, keep, okay, keep going. <laughs> so, I had actually, I joined Planet Fitness, and I would always see this dude with dreads, and I'd be like, that guy. <laughs> And I'd be going to the gym with a couple of my girlfriends or a couple of my guy friends. And they're like, what are you doing? Because I'd always be like super creeping on them. They're like, just go talk to him, just go talk to him. Like, no, no, no. And then I ended up moving away to Virginia for about the uh, Danville area. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Far away okay. from anything fun. <laughs> but uh, I moved back, rejoined the gym. When I signed up, I asked the people that work there, the guy with the long heads go work out with the gym. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, it's a win. <laughs> so I would go, I went to the gym like about five days a week. Mm -hmm. And I would creep all day, every day. Like my friends that I worked with, my mom, my sister, her friends, all would spy for me if I wasn't at the gym. Oh my God. Send me pictures, Snapchats, text messages, or call me. I've seen these documents. I have these pictures on Instagram. They exist. <laughs> They're on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I know she's not lying. Like, super creep. And I would do it myself. And my friends would all make fun of them. I won't even, I won't say what. You're my whole, every, Wait a minute. Even my family knew I creeped on them. Your, your friends made fun of you creeping or made fun of you having light for them? No, not talking to me. Not creeping talking. on me, but not talking to me. Yeah, they're like, why don't you just talk to them? Like, everybody would be like, just go talk to them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I wouldn't talk to her, although I thought she was cute. And I said similar types. I never creeped like that, but I no, told, no. I told uh, my friend who I worked out with um, that she was cute and everything like that. But I never uh, actually talk to her because she always worked out with some guy and I thought uh oh wow <laughs> yeah I thought this guy he looked like exactly like CM Punk I'm like I hate CM Punk I hate that guy <laughs> but it turns out that well he also said that you know oh that's not true I just seen her kissing somebody or I just seen him kissing uh, a girl and I'm like you're just saying so I'm talking about something oh, God. <laughs> I'm like you're you're just you're just rattling my chain rattling my cage pulling my tail all those things and uh, but it turns out that it was really just a friend of hers and it turns out that I didn't hate him and he's one of my favorite friends of hers but go on. <laughs> So, he was literally the only guy in the entire gym that has never talked to me. I was shy. And I see him all the time. <laughs> at least 
three or four times a week I would see him. Because like sometimes when I get those text messages, I live right down the street, so I would literally go to the gym. Okay. So it's like it's kind of so so it's like they call you they call you and say he's here he's here get to the gym he's yeah. here he just runs to you. That, that is a very nice story. Now. But that's not even the end of the story. Yeah. So I started talking to the people that work here more, trying to get a little bit more information about him, like, oh, is he a girlfriend? Like, what's he into? This, that. Because I would always see him talking to them before he left. Mm -hmm. And they give me something, they're like, oh, no, please not with anybody right now. And they're like, okay. Because at first, because he was like, oh my God, he can't talk to me. Even his friend he went to the gym with was like, he like had not at least. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, either he has a girlfriend, or he likes guys. It's one of the really. That's yeah. But it turns out he's just very, 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 very shy. So one day, him and his friends were ending working out. So I was ending working out too. So I kind of followed behind them, and his friends went into the locker room. He went to the water fountain, and I almost didn't say hi. I went to go into the bathroom. I turned around and I said, I have to talk to him. So I went back around behind him and I tapped him on the shoulder and I introduced myself. As Danny Mo? He says Danny, I think I said. Hi, I'm Danny. <laughs> I see you here all the time. <laughs> I'm like, hi, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. She's like, oh, let's see you. Was your heart pumping out of your chest? I was like, dying. I went into the locker room after I talked to him and I called my friend Kevin that he first didn't like. I'm like, Kevin. And I went out to the car who my friend was waiting because he was already waiting for me because I pots around I take forever to do everything. He was waiting out there and he's like, and he's like, what take you so long? And I'm like, dude, I just talked to the hot girl in there. And he's like, why you finally talked to her? I'm like, yeah. She, he's like, what you saying? And you know, it's older, and he's like, well, what, well, then what? And I'm like, I don't know. And how was that? This is turning into love connection. Did So you talked to him, and I guess you exchanged numbers. And, and no. Whole, no. You didn't? No. You just, it, I, hi, it this just is my name. Hi, bye, and walk away. I think I literally yeah. just, like, tapped him was. on the shoulder, and I think we shook hands, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. This is like... That's totally shaking. what it was. I don't know. This I is like elementary school. Is like <laughs> my totally. friend likes you. Yeah, if we could have passed notes, we probably would have done that before we even talked because it was like that. You could have passed a freaking notebook around <laughs> if it wasn't for social media. But like, I carried a notebook. I carried a notebook at the gym too. So. so, so how long did it take for you to get his information? So then, like, it was almost, almost like two weeks. It was like that I had almost seen near him a month. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, oh great. So I talked to him, and now. Heartburn. He changed his gym, so he's like, <laughs> So then, my friend Kevin, he actually works for the Postal Service, and they have like discounted tickets to WWE. So at this point, I, okay. already, I literally know his life. And you, uh, honestly, on a note, I'm sorry, but you're about to keep. Uh, make my heart skip when you said postal service. I'm like, you know this guy where he lives and everything, right? <laughs> no. But no, tickets to WWE. <laughs> you could have actually. I, I, th I thought that's what I, I actually the way you positioned that. It totally sounded like. Something. But 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 yeah, this discount tickets to WWE. So he, it was like discounted tickets, and he's like. 
Oh, or no, uh, I wanted March. to talk. Yeah, this is, is right after Valentine's Day. Because originally I wanted to ask them out for Valentine's Day. But it was getting close to WrestleMania, and they were in Pittsburgh like a week or two. That's almost a month before. This right was before. New Orleans, WrestleMania 30? No, no this was at the uh, Giant Stadium. Oh, okay, 29. Yes. Yeah. So, I never ended up asking him to do it because I finally got to see him again and we were talking. And he was really, really, really close to me. Really awkward. He's like in my face. I need not in her face, but I was close. I broke that that that, that personal space boundary. I made sure I, I made sure that she knew that I was interested. That that doesn't happen to Baltimoreans because you get a fist in your face for that. I knew she was feeling it, and I needed to let her know that I was feeling it. So I, uh, even though she was got like she got shy, but like she liked it that way. She'll put off like she was concerned, but that's what she wanted. Okay. So before I even got to ask that, I, he had brought up that he was going away for the WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I, rest, I, I was on WrestleCon that week. And I think you're already going to the show. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to Dallas, Texas uh, for, for WrestleMania. I'd love for WrestleCon. Do, I'd love to do that again, but that's so far away. I almost went to the uh, New Orleans one. Um, they, uh, well, yeah, the, the some of the Russian guys were in town, and they were doing premieres of the Zombies vs. Wrestlers movie that uh, I was in. So I was going to go down there because we were doing a premiere, uh, a loop of premieres like Cleveland, Pittsburgh, West Virginia, and but I just wasn't able to make it down. But yeah, that's, that was when I was because I did the syndicate shows and uh, WrestleCon, like the SuperCard and then WrestleCon right there back to back. So at that point, when he's in my face. I got his number. Never, oh. He never got mine. That's how I got close to do it. So, apparently, he didn't think I was going to text him, but I literally got him and I texted him right away. How fast? Probably the second I got him. Probably. Was, oh. Working out. Okay, so that was like, like an hour or two? Or? Yeah. yeah. Close. Okay. And then he was going away, so when he comes back, we planned to like hang out. He was working the one night, and uh, we were gonna meet out for food after. Super, super sick. So she almost, she still put over like that she wanted to go. I'm like, dude, I can't let you go out. You are dying. That's I'm like, I'm oh, ready to hang out, and then we tried another time, and it just didn't work out. So the one day I was like, I'm coming to your training. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm I can't do anything. You. I'm going to train by going to train at the ring after the, the gym. So I She's forced like, myself in. You. I'm like, okay. And I went. And then we talked to training, and like she sat and watched me do my thing with uh, everybody else, and enjoyed a nice little bowling dinner. This was our first date. Wow. So it, it just took a lot to talk to him. Uh, okay. When was the, fat, the first infatuation to Chipotle? How, like, how long of a time span was that? Dad. I wasn't even a fan. I was actually kind of over Chipotle because the quality track would be just stop. Would travel, and <laughs> that's all we could ever eat. That could like yep. could, that could house like two buskers of college students. Yeah, we're like every Waffle House when it comes to this wrestling. So, like after shows at Waffle House, ten bucks get your belly full. So I was How far how far along was that? Like you first saw him and got infatuated. How, how much of a time span was it? It was a year that I stopped him. Yeah. <laughs> well technically it was before. No, that's not even before she talked. Like from the time she talked to me it was probably a month. Okay. So the, the stalking was like a year. 
your first infatuation. But it might have been slightly longer than a year because I had moved away and then I came back. Uh, slightly over a year. Oh, okay. Because I had moved away and I, when I came back, I was just like, oh, Well, for those who are just tuning into this podcast, okay. the side is not on the market. It has Danny Moe, which I think is his other half. Yeah, she dresses like him. That was incidental. That's how we knew it was it was meant to be because she would dress like me before I even before we had any kind of connection. You know what I mean? All it was is just colors. Right? It's colors, same style kind of stuff. Not completely, but like cutoffs and the like. But uh, it's worth cutoffs and spandex every day. So so it was just but the neons. The, the, they were they were neon blondes before they were neon blondes. So this is a neon Rocky and Adrian. Here. So, you know, um, because I was thinking that you're the Neon Ninja and she just saw you and she got with you and then she turned around and uh, changed her style up for you. Which, this is great because it's like, she I dress like this anyway, just need to have matching colors. Yeah. Well, the she only did. addition would be these zoom because I used to hate them. <laughs> I don't like sweatpants, period. I, I, I got a fear of sweatpants. Well, they have shorts now. I don't wear shorts. All right. You know, I don't have good legs. Hey, 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 guy wearing leggings, that's a, that's a pause nature for you, you know, because the, the junk will be hanging out. And you come to wrestling shows? I'm not a wrestler. All these boys what, Okay, what, how appropriate is my junk to be hanging out? If you're not like, performing, that's kind of a thing. Yeah, I got to wear some shorts on I can, I, can, I can stand up with a man on that one. Might as, well be, might as well be doing a tight pants song that Jimmy Fallon does. <laughs> um, but, you know, you started wrestling, you got into this. You know, the Neon Ninja thing has been your whole life. Now, the one thing that... Well, it wasn't always, like... That's the, that's the thing, too. Like, whenever I first started, I was the suburban terrorist uh, facade or Michael oh, the Bomber facade. Suburban because, terrorist? Yeah, because, like, you know... Is it after 2001? Yep. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm on the streets. I'm, you know, guys are out, you know, ninjas and suburban terrorists aren't out killing people. They're going out doing... Graffiti, vandalism, and wreaking havoc, and it's kind of what happened. How I was growing up, you know what I mean. Whenever I was a kid, a mischievous little jerk, um, uh, spray painting stuff in the the dark of the night. That's so eighties. But yeah, eighties, nineties. I'm with I'm with spray painting culture. You know, they had a video game about that. Um, getting Mark up, Nichols getting up. I got that. Talib Kweli is one, my favorite. One of my favorites. I got the uh, box set of that. And uh, come with a soundtrack like and a marker and all that stuff. This is a Mark Echo shirt. Mark Echo what initially was a lot, uh, the graffiti shirts at least, were a, a big inspiration, a lot of my style. I would wear all, a lot of that stuff. But, uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of separated. The brand is kind of separated away okay. itself from that. But this is why I only bust this shirt out sometimes. It's nice vintage, as, uh, as I like to say. But, yeah, the old incarnation of myself was not really how I would dress in real life of uh, the character of Facade because in high school I would like in you know I even you know mentioned a little bit whenever uh, on my tough enough video that I kind of was in a dark place growing up I used oh. to get picked on bullied um, you know stuff like that for being different yeah because I had yeah. crazy hair not the dreads I had dreads when I was a senior but I used to have wild hair all the time dressed different and 
people picked on me, made fun of me and stuff, but I would play sports and I was good at the sports that I played. I played football, I played soccer, and like, so they could, they had to respect my ability, but at the same time, they, uh, it was still a thing. But, um, until one day, like, uh, you know, I stopped wearing, like, some, like, the dark black and red and all that stuff. I started wearing more bright colors and, it kind of, uh, my vibrant personality started showing through and literally stepped out of the darkness and into the light. And then one day I adopted that into wrestling because someone brought it to my attention. It's like, man, you're so bright. Why do you, why do you, why do you allow yourself to just look like everybody else and dress in like dark colors and black? I understand you're a ninja, but you know, it's, it's kind of drab. And this is wrestling. You gotta, you gotta look the part. You gotta, you know, a little bit of that, um, 80s style and uh, even 90s style um, inspired me to uh, allow that to bleed through and then, like I said, literally stepped out of the dark and into the light and the Neon Ninja was born. That is so gospel when you keep saying darkness into, into the light. Uh, There's so many like parallels in my life, man. It's crazy like that. You're born again also? No, I'm just saying like, uh, <laughs> just like finding yourself and finding parts of yourself that you just coming to terms with things, you know what I mean? And just like realizing being how you look and how you act from an outside perspective. Well, it's a great message to kids to tell them because, you know, there's bullying culture, which uh, yeah. which is transferred on, which I think has come up out of nothing, yeah. but is now getting serious because more people are stepping in to the light and talking about their bullying. I mean, I was bullied as a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, coming, this smiling black kid, not sagging his pants and... You know, um, like, what are you so happy for? Yeah, I was, I was kind of like Kofi Kingston when he first started. I was just smiling all the time, and it, and it was just like, yo, this and that. And I spoke. I spoke like this. I never sagged my jaw, and I spoke in eloquent words. You know, so um, you know, you're the thing too. All of us that were like, it made us stronger people at the end of the day. That's why we're sitting here Christmas night. We're having a great time, and. Yeah, and also uh, I have a podcast, and you know, excuse for anybody who's PG, but I got my own show, bitches. Uh, and I'm yeah, spreading the word of wrestling and surge and positive all over the all over the world under the radar. Yeah, because literally has like a ninja under the radar. Well, the thing is, is that uh, I see your shows, and then you have your your merchandise and everything, merch, and it's a lot of kids that hover your table during. Uh, Intermission, you know, you got the little turtle shell backpack and the surge drinks and the shirts and your artwork, and it works for your character. I mean, it's so different. I mean, personally, for you, I don't think you should change, period. I, and I, I, I just hope the right eyes can see that and understand that as well because uh, it's, it's easy to see the kids, but um, if sometimes people look a little closer, it actually transcends everyone because, um, you know, the kids like the the character um you know the happy-go-luckiness of it and it's a ninja who doesn't like a ninja but you know those smart if you will hard-nosed hardcore wrestling fans they like the style uh, i do you know the high flying the, the, the 
the crazy acrobatics and the other things that I bring to the table. And then there's other people that just see me as a genuine person too. So it's like the kids, I, 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 I catch the kids, I catch the teenagers and what have you. And then even tonight, like there's a few grandmas and grandpas that really appreciate my work. And it really means a lot to me that people from all walks of life, like the grand scope of the effect that I'm able to help people and, you know, to, like, like everybody said, like people pay to come and, you know, forget their problems and have fun and cheer their, their favorite people and believe the people they hate. And, you know, we're here on Christmas and that's what happened tonight. People come out and show their support of guys like me. And you know, it, it's a it's a, a remarkable thing, and just the fact that I like, like I said, I like to try to stay positive, and just being able to spread that positive message to people, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Well, personally, for me, I'm a I'm a personal fan of you. Um, you know, I personally like you, no Bruno, um, because being facade, you're not you you you're not something that you can just take off and go when you, when the tights uh, come off. It's just something. The only thing that that sheds of you after wrestling is the tights, yeah. not the personality. It's just like I wear the side twenty four seven. I am that guy because a lot of guys are like, I'm this guy. And when they take the, the gear off and put on their clothes, it's like, oh, they're just normal guy. But you're you are you twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and I actually love that. People don't believe in Shinblade. They think like I'm just uh, this guy that has a podcast, and I used to be with another radio show. And the Prairie Bees and the Shy Hands are uh, not of me, but it's 24/7. Like I'm, I'm a peaceful guy, and I'm a big hip hop fan. You know, the traditional hip hop, not this Drake or Lil Wayne type stuff. I'm in positivity. I support the backpack raps. Uh, well, you, you know, know what I mean. Not yeah, to me, I'm more of a uh, hip hop guy, where it's positive, like the '80s and stuff, like Wild Style. Me too. She knows Wild Style. My favorite kind of graffiti, also. Yeah, and um, you know, I don't dis. I don't like to dis women and stuff like that. And I don't drink. I don't smoke. I vape, but low, no nicotine. So, but really, um, one of the things that pop with the kids and with the crowd, especially guys of my age, is your theme song by Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I have said this in an interview on YouTube, but if people haven't seen it, you got Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. And every time I hear it, it's like the one part that everybody remembers in Turtles 2. Ninja Rap, yep. Vanilla Ice singing Go Ninja, Go in the club with the Turtles. And then Super Shredder, a.k.a. Kevin Nash, coming in and ruining the party. Did you actually meet Kevin Nash? I met Kevin Nash a few times. He, like, knows me, like, to see me. Okay. Which is an amazing thing I never thought growing up that, like, one, Super Shredder. Or two, Big Daddy Cool Diesel would actually know who I am, and the fact that that's a reality, it blows my mind, and I'm ever so thankful for it. So he knows about your theme music and everything. Yeah. And so what does he say? Does he say anything about it? He thinks he loves the character. He likes me. So I mean, it's it's a crazy thing, man. I met him at Global Force in August in Pennsylvania. And I remember, you know, he was this big guy, and we, we took a picture together. I was like, man, I'm taking pictures of Super Shredder. I can't believe it. <laughs> I wish he had that suit. I'd love to get a picture of him oh, in that suit. You and, you know, with the facade gear in the suit, and him in the suit? I don't know. It's been so many years with that. Now, um, has Vanilla Ice tried to contact you? or No, I've tweeted at that guy a million times. I want him to play me out one day, like play my music for me or something. Or... He's a rock guy now. Yeah, well, he, he, still, he knows where his bread and butter is. Right? Well, uh, flipping houses and stuff. I mean, well, 
Uh, Vanilla Ice goes Amish. We know we're in we're in Amish territory over here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster, that's how they say it. I get corrected all the time. I say it both ways. Lancaster. These are Pittsburgh Steelers guys, so uh, I don't think they fly as much. They're Eagles people here, and, and I'm a Baltimore Ravens person since '08. But we we're, we're sitting down we're and having with, we're men without homes over here. Hey, hey, hey wait a minute. I, I say this: you and I can get together, uh, Steelers and Ravens. The only thing we share in common is our hate for the Patriots. The, the, the Tom Brady dynasty, Tom F that devil. guy. Tom Brady is a devil. Yes, he is. He's going to devil. He's going to die. He's going to die, Tom Brady. So, so you come out with this music with the Casey, uh, I said Casey Jones, but you're a real Turtles fan also. Like, we were just talking earlier that I'm not a fan of the Michael Bay movies. Uh, I'm a fan of the old 90s Turtles. Now, everybody, not yeah. Turtles 3, though. <laughs> Well, everybody has their favorite kids, you know what I mean? But uh, Turtles 3 has its place, but I love Turtles 1, Turtles 2, for, especially for nostalgia reasons. It's hilarious. But, uh, you know, any guy that can do any kind of karate in a rubber suit, hats off to him. And Ernie Reyes Jr. is an insanely uh, gifted martial artist. And even to this day, like, he's an old-timer now. Him and his dad, his dad is like a grand master. His dad was in The Last Dragon, which yeah. is my favorite, one of my favorite movies. Surf Ninjas is also an awesome movie, which has Ernie Reyes and Ernie Reyes Jr. But, um, no, that, that, like, so with the new Turtles movie, of course there's going to be the naysayers, people that don't like the storyline twists, things like that. I don't even want to talk about that because I don't feel like that's <laughs> a, a thing either. Bebop, you look stupid. Dude. Bebop and Rocksteady are the new one. Um, and Seamus is uh, playing uh, Bebop? Rocksteady. Bebop had the mohawk. Yeah. He had the purple That's mohawk. It. Oh, no, never mind. Okay, no, no, right. that was the black guy. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's Gary Anthony Williams. <laughs> and then also, I think Tyler Perry is Baxter Stockman, or it was Rumor. And, and screw Tyler Perry. Uh, I'm, he's a great entrepreneur, but his movies stink. <laughs> I love his plays in entrepreneurship, but his movies stink. Man, I can't believe he built an empire on the day. But, uh, and then plus, I lost a bit of respect for him after the Boondocks. Uh, no, they played an episode depicting him. Uh, at, I think they depicted him as a gay uh, church-going, gay, a gay Jesus freak cross-dresser that does plays and everything. He got so mad that he fired a couple of his people and threatened Eternal Network because they had his shows on there that he was he was going to take his shows elsewhere. So they don't play it in the United States anymore. They, they play it in Canada and all over the world. And if you get the DVDs of the Boondocks season... Season. I missed the Boondocks. They don't put new episodes on anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we don't talk about Boondocks because the fourth season, the creator Amber Gruder dropped out and just made episodes and that was it. But, you know, my ex girlfriend gave me the second season, which I still watch. And, uh, it's a personal favorite of mine now. Stinkmire. But, uh, you know, as, as far as fans are concerned, uh, I think we already discussed this. They're Star Wars fans. Um, I told. Uh, facade and Danny Moe not to give away spoilers because they're giving out death threats to people on social media. Danny, don't act like you don't know. They've been doing this on Facebook, Twitter. If you give out spoilers, you might as well die. Jabba the Hutt dies. <laughs> oh man, that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, also a, another fact that I failed to touch on that you're currently tag champions with Matt Hardy. <laughs> Yes, so it all comes full circle. Um, Surge, once again. So, uh, high voltage. Um, 
forget his name. What was it? Uh, Surge Overload. Oh, Matt I thought you were talking about the uh, the guy in WCW. Matt, well, yeah. Matt Hardy um, was known as Surge Overload. and uh, Back in the Omega days, right? Yep, Omega. He used to be called um, uh, Max... Max... Or something like I don't I don't know, but he had to change his name uh, or max voltage because those high voltage guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, those high voltage guys. Um, we're getting dope on fellas. Uh, or a guy who's asking for money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah. So I, I they, they got the uh, high voltage guys came out in WCW from the power plant, and so he's like, well, no, I got to change my name. So he did, and he was a. Uh, Anyway, fast forward to Remix Pro this year, um, one of the big events that we did was, um, and Remix Pro, you know, it's a great company, we do the showdown for the pound events, um, that where all the money goes to the Humane Society, Humane Society for Ohio, um, so uh, this year it was me and Matt Hardy getting vengeance on the nefarious characters that uh, tried to um, place their hands on Danny Moe and also costing me the rematch of AJ Styles, which I trained so hard for. And I had him locked into Dreadlock, my signature move, which you've seen before. Yes. It's kind of a painful thing. It's a seated cattle mutilation. Yeah. And they, uh, they cost me the match. Long story short, Matt Hardy, he's a friend of mine from the movie, Zombies vs. Wrestlers, and I called in a favor, and he was there to make the save, and thankfully, uh, we put those guys in their place, and invented a new match in the process called, uh, well, everybody knows Matt Hardy and Jeff, Lita, those guys, uh, Team Extreme, yes. and then myself and Danny Moe are the Neon Blondes, known collectively, and um, so, myself, Danny Moe, and Matt Hardy are known as Neon Extreme. So, we created our own match going into this, Neon Extreme Rules, meaning whatever goes, and search party at the end. So, we beat these guys, um, I did a 450, tried to put somebody through a table, didn't quite put them through a table, which was astounding. And then uh, Matt Hardy finished the job with the big splash off the top, putting homeboy through the table. We won the Remix Pro Tag Titles, uh, climbed up high upon the ladder, bit surge toast there with uh, all three of us, and uh, you know the rest is history. Now uh, fast forward to what's the date? Yeah, I was about to get you to plug uh, your fast, uh, social media. Fast forward to uh, April 9th. This year, it's going to be um, myself and Matt Hardy defending those Remix Pro tag titles against the Lucha Underground All-Stars. And that is the team of Son of Havoc, Matt Cross, Good guy. and Johnny Mundo, John Morrison. Okay. So, it's a hell of a show that you're going to see. You'll see uh, Grado versus Dalt Castle. You'll see a whole bunch more. Lots of awesome ladies wrestling um, on the Remix Pro shows. And you're going to see the Neon Extreme versus the Lucha Underground All-Stars. Johnny Mundo and Matt Cross. Well, so, you, uh, well, you know, I got high-powered, high-flying insanity all over the place there. Well, you know, I got to catch this show, and I'm going to make uh, 
arrangements to make that show uh, because Matt Cross is a good guy. Everybody seems like good guys with this Remus Pro. But you know, um, we're basically closing out the restaurant. So can can they, uh, I get your uh, social media people where people can find you and then plus your movie? Sure. Uh, you can get a hold of me at One Facade on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find my like page, Search Facade, uh, at One Facade, Facebook.com slash One Facade. YouTube, I put some funny stuff on, on there. You can find free matches, playlists of matches online, like the Remix Pro ones, including the Matt Seidel at YouTube.com. Uh, one facade underground. That's one facade underground. And also check out prowrestlingtees.com slash facade to check out the surf shirt. We got the neon ninja shirt. We got the Rashikage driver shirt. All kinds of new stuff added there all the time. So you can check that out too. Well, thank you very much, uh, facade Danny Moe, for giving us that endearing story. Danny Moe. <laughs> Well, honestly, I gotta have you back on in a couple months after Remix Pro, depending on how much time is. And I'm very honored to have this interview for the second time, but this as a solo act. And I'm gonna make sure that everybody sees it and hears it, and then also you're gonna do the same. So, with that being said, thank you very much, Facade, one of my favorites, Danny Moe, one of my favorite violets. And I'm going to end it, and I gotta say thank you. Anything else? Um, yeah. Check us out next time we come spin kicking, back clipping, rope walking, dreadlocking at the town near you. All right, thank you. Many thanks for the Neon Blondes, Facade, and Danny Moe for that great interview. We laid down a lot of uh, facts and knowledge and random uh, pop culture things on Shy Lounge, and that's what Shy Lounge is all about. Uh, for those who are complaining that the interview is too long, which is one of my longest, um, don't because this is the nucleus of shy lounge this is what people are listening to shy lounge for not listening to me but listening to the interviewer so uh that is the let's see the uh cream of the cupcake or the meat and potatoes of it depends on however you uh say it but before i go i'm going to give you a couple of upcoming dates of where i'm going to be uh saturday february 13th i will be at keystone pro wrestling for Under Siege with the likes of Johnny Gargano, Ethan Page, Colt Cabana, and former WWE talent, Hardcore Bob Holly. On February 20th, I will be at Pro Wrestling Empire featuring former WWE stars Billy Gunn or TNA Kip James and X-Pac Sean Waltman. On the 27th, I will be in Queens, New York for House of Glory Wrestling for former NXT star Sammy Callahan better known as Solomon Crow on WWE television and so on and so on and so on but anyway I'm going to give you my plugs if you want to follow Shin Blade catch me on Facebook under facebook.com shin.blade.808 that is facebook.com slash shin.blade.808 you can catch me on Twitter at shinsational1 and you can catch me on Instagram at official shinblade and if you want to archive the episodes Go to SoundCloud. Oh, SoundCloud. That's where my episodes come from. <laughs> Go to YouTube uh, and look under Shinblade, S-H-I-M-B-I-D-E. I'll be doing a shy hands. So, anyway, long episode. If you got through it, thank you. If you didn't, 
well, you wouldn't be listening to this. But meanwhile, thank you for listening. And I close it with peace, love, and positivity. Thank you.